my god, I think I fucking love you. That's too bad. Sorry, I just wanted to recreate the experience of watching this film. That's fair. And also the experience of many of us in real life these days. These of days. Um, Because on on another episode of Kill James Bond, I am Alice Goldock Alley. I'm joined, as always, by my friends Abigail Thorne and Devon. Hey, sorry. How you doing? Also, the lingering presence of toxic masculinity, mm-hmm. right? Which we cannot escape oh. and which shrouds all of our actions. I scrub in, myself in the uh, shower, sort of but like still, a, I can't get rid of it. it it's, it, yeah, yeah. And it's imposed on us. It's, you know, it's coming in from outside, uh, you know, it's circling us. It's, you know, every day of our lives we confront toxic masculinity. And so, uh, I thought we would have a nice escape from toxic masculinity by watching a movie. But, oh, fuck, there's toxic masculinity in there, too. Oh, Turns no! out. Turns out they've got fucking uh, they got men in the movies as well. The the one thing I depended on, I relied men? upon. They pretty much only yeah. got men in the movies. <laughs> yeah, I know. Hey, okay, that's up. okay. There's there's gonna be at least one woman, maybe two. There is at that least one. one woman. There true. are two. That's true. This movie, I believe, passes the Bechdel test, uh, which demonstrates <laughs> once and for all what the sort of like. Um, Inutility of that test as anything other than a just fun Just about, thing. just about, like, great over the line. with like, like a D yeah. minus on the Pictel test. It's like, like me passing my fucking bachelor's degree. It's just like, oh baby, <laughs> we got there. Yeah, coming in like bad. Um, this oh. is Atomic Blonde, and Atomic Blonde was. Charlize Theron's passion project for a while it was an adaptation mm-hmm. of a graphic novel called The Coldest City. Oh, really? Um, I didn't notice from the way it's edited. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and like one of a couple of graphic novels that are sort of like set in this this sort of Cold War thing. The other's Velvet, which is better, um, but they adapted the worst one. Um, and the vibe here was going to be James Bond brackets woman, right? Um, and this was like a real passion project. They marketed it very heavily and everything. Uh, it's the director. And then what happened was they gave it to the co-director of John Wick, which sounds great, right? We love John Wick. Mm. I did that thread about it. Like, Dev, yeah. you've been talking about John Wick 4 for like a week I now. could literally talk about John Wick for hours and will at some point. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We, we, love, we love John Wick. Um, so, but then, like, something, something went wrong because we got this movie, Atomic Blonde, which... I remembered when we picked it for this quite fondly. I was like, "Oh yeah, it was it was all right, kind of like insubstantial, stylish, fun." Uh, it was a big sort of like visual inspiration for a, a game of Hunter the Vigil that mm-hmm. I ran set in 1980s Berlin. Um, and then I made my friends watch it, and I realized, that, you know, the worst thing that can happen to anyone: you make your friends watch a movie you've hyped up a bit, and you remember it's bad, and you're embarrassed. <laughs> you're like, "Uh oh." <laughs> Yeah, I, I think it's bad. And I said this in the group chat. I think it's bad in a way that is interesting to talk about because on paper I can see how this looks really good. It's like an action movie. It's starring Charlize Theron. She's also producing it, so I bet she was like, I, th- I think she just turned like forty when this was happening. So I like have a lot of respect for her. Been like, I'm gonna play a leading lady. I'm gonna play like a sexy action hero. Show that I still got it. This is like just when superhero films are getting really, really big. So it's like a great career move for her. And like, yeah, we've got the guy who like co-directed John Wick on board, which all sounds very good. 
Unfortunately, we have uh, the guy, the man who co-directed John Wick, mm. and uh, I, I don't know if it's fair to lay the blame for everything in this movie at his door. Um, well, let's try. But yeah, I guess that's that's <laughs> hey, what I'll happens when you're director. Um, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. sort of names on the thing in, in, in mm. big letters right at the very start. Like mm-hmm. I'm responsible I, for all of this, and I'm like, caveat would still love to work with you anytime. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you ever need exactly one woman, uh, Look, there's some like some interesting some hey. interesting things about this movie, uh, and there's there's it has potential, which is mm, in some ways yes. the worst thing that a movie yeah. can have. Um, oh, truly, that's yeah, the that's, saddest part of so, it. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's trying, it's trying real Almost hard. Almost good. Yeah, we begin, we have to begin, of course, with a 009. Mm-hmm. Um, of course. And a 009 pursued through Berlin, uh, caught and killed by a guy, a KGB assassin called Yuri Bakhtin, who delivers basically my analysis of the movie, which is... Maybe you're not as good at this spy shit as you think. And then kills him. This is actually like my ideal role in a movie is to be the guy oh, who shows up first man? and gets yeah. killed and then is just like ah. maybe like a photo of me shows up every so often like the the protagonist is looking at it like damn I can't believe they killed Devon but like my <laughs> uh, my paycheck's cashed I'm off I'm done yeah and we, we see that like spying in this in this world sort of like uh, a lot of lot of banter very banter based yeah um, he also and- steals this yeah, guy's epic. watch. Mm-hmm. Which I thought yeah, this, was just a, called, I thought that was just a funny joke, but it turns out to be important. Yes, <laughs> uh, this spy is called James Gascoigne, and we follow this back to London, Spice where Charlie Theron, wearing this sort of like ice blonde hair, um, and the is ice busy, colored ice. Yes, drowning herself in a bathtub full of ice to heal from some. You know, she, she's had the shit kicked out of her, mm-hmm. um, just, and this like, is this is just like it's well done. It is, but it's also. It's also the kind of like joke answer to how do you introduce your female protagonist, mm-hmm. and it's like she's naked and vulnerable. It's like mm-hmm. for sure. Okay. When I say well done, I mean technically, like she looks like she has lost yes. a bunch of fights. Yes, yes she's um, proficient, which which she had because like she cracked two teeth filming this movie. Like um, one of the things that I, I have sort of ambivalent feelings about is that this is a movie with a lot of like heavy fight scenes mm. um and th- there's a lot of john wick in it in that sense um and it's it it must have been very intense to do um you know teeth aside mm. and it really it, it sells i i don't know maybe those are real bruises i don't i can't tell um so that's good yeah, but I she she's sort of like shy's thrown uh lorraine broughton uh this this mi6 agent living in this insanely nice flat like that's true. Maybe she, this she's is because I'm deal like I need on like to a move. flat in central London. Yeah. Um, <laughs> maybe this she is just very lucky. This yeah. is just because I need to move soon, and I've been looking at flats, and I'm uh-huh. like, Jesus Christ, this flat must be. A she's got a v- she's got a view of Big Ben. Like it, it, I think it has to be where Portcullis House is now. But anyway, um, yeah, she's she's sort of like drowning her sorrows with a lot of vodka and uh, slowly healing from these injuries, and we see that she has a photo of 009. Uh, Gascoigne, which she 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 burns, and that sets light to the, the whole thing and it changes because like there's no light in that scene; it's all like very blue and washed out, and then you get some red from the thing, and it's like very very pleased with itself. Yeah, she she gets out of the talk about the bath mm. full of ice and like grabs a fistful of it, puts it into a glass, and like pours like some mm. fucking stoly vodka on it. 
in a very like this is what the character is about sort of a, a move gamer girl bathwater yeah vodka. yeah <laughs> I, I do the cinematography of this it's it's very much comic book right and we've had a lot of comic book movies a lot of comic book adaptations and the sort of like house style that's developed for filming those is a bit less obtrusive than this one i find um yeah this is really it's really kind of leaning on it uh it's really good mm-hmm. this is based on a graphic novel like the way the titles come up and they're like spray painted onto the screen and Again, like really, really good career move for everyone involved here, given the rise of superhero films that was kind of meteoric at the time, slowing down a bit now. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. Um, but so Lorraine goes to work at MI6. We get, we get some, the first big music, music hit. Yeah, yeah. Blue Monday. We love Blue Monday, don't we, folks? And this gets to my other big criticism of this movie, which is this is a Spotify best of the 80s playlist yes. that occasionally remembers there's a movie attached to it. This, this is a movie well. that has a soundtrack. Yeah. And I mean that in the worst conceivable mm-hmm. way. Some of these bang. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Quite a lot of them are very on the nose. It's you, you're like everything up to like soundtrack available in the lobby now. Like it's really. Yes. Yeah, it has a soundtrack, <laughs> capital A, capital S. Mm-hmm. And it really leans on it. It really also likes to do the thing where the soundtrack switches between being diegetic and being not, like existing mm-hmm. in the world and being oh. applied over the top of it. Uh, like and, and doing this thing. Yeah, exactly. But worse. Um, and the, the second time it happened with David Bowie's Cat People, I was like, this is going to get really aggravating if they keep doing it. And um, they news. really keep doing it. Yeah. Um, so she goes to work. MI6 is, is drab and suspicious. And she walks into the set from Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Yeah. A better yes. movie. It we gestures see, at a better movie. We see two guys who I love to see. Yep. One is yes. Toby Jones. Actor I love. Oh, yeah. Love to Always see. Always doing a great job. The other is John Goodman. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We also see, I love uh, to see a third actor we love to see, the villain from Cody Banks 2. Mm. <laughs> 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 yeah. Sure. I, I guess so. Yeah, uh, it does, like, it does oh, play shit. this it does play the, the London calling later on and I spent your time yeah, in no, London. No, <laughs> London. <laughs> yeah, he's so, here, so, he's here too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so if you remember Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy mostly happened within a sort of like soundproofed briefing room with the acoustic foam on the walls, and it felt very claustrophobic. What we've done is we've lifted that as a narrative, as a framing device, uh, and we've just gone, right, okay, we're going to have you explain what happened in Berlin in this sort of like sort of airless, quite close briefing room with John Goodman and Toby Jones there. Toby See, Jones there for some more Tinker Tailor cheap heat. Yeah. Um, I, I, don't, I don't mind... Uh, a good like you are being debriefed post the actual events of the movie sort of as a framing device i liked it in annihilation sure. a great deal um i think mm-hmm. it can be done really well I think this is like okay this is like an okay implementation of it mm-hmm. yeah um and so also we have c you know mm. m real life equivalent the the head of uh, mi6 on the other side of like a, a one-way glass now we know what, what c, c stands, stands for Fucking <laughs> shit! Yeah. <laughs> I, oh my god! Cunt. You both did that exactly like dead on, simultaneous too, which is really funny. I hope that's that's lined up even more perfectly in the it's, edit, just it's, like it's on top beautiful. of each other. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the so the vibe was she was sent to Berlin uh, like two weeks ago or whatever, um, and the list for Mission Impossible, the list of all the secret agents. Uh, the, uh, all the Soviet secret agents, it doesn't really matter, um, operating in the West uh, has been leaked. Gascoigne had it. 
uh, Yuri, uh, it's like hidden in his watch. Yuri killed him and stole it. So go to Berlin, find Yuri, find the list. We get some. We get some duff rising on this too. Like we find it. It's codenamed the list, which is a shit code name for one thing. Uh, you can't just codename it. What it is? Yeah, it's codenamed like, MacGuffin. Yeah, go get a um, pen. Codename pen. Fucking get a grip. <laughs> what are you talking? So 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 they activate codename projector and they're like, right, <laughs> check this shit out. Here's here's Yuri Bakhtin, Right, he's a big dude, Russian. Not going to be very important in this movie. Here's my notes uh, you get- for this. <laughs> I wrote guy I love to see. And then, as like a moment later, when John Goodman walked in, I wrote, "Guy, I love to see." And then it turned the projector on, and I wrote, "Guy, I hate to see. Guy, I <laughs> yeah. detest you, to see." You, you gotta, you gotta see this guy. This is this is Eddie Marson playing a cunt. How you doing, uh, bud? Which cool that he method acted that for a number of years. Friend um, of the show, Eddie Marson. I don't Marson. know anything. Of, I, don't, I genuinely don't know anything about this. Like, Eddie, Eddie Marson, the sort of like an anti-Corbin landlord, uh, like petty bourgeois, it's actor. annoying, uh, just like whiny. We'll be seeing him yeah, again. Very, in very annoying Twitter presence. We will. Um, but he, he's playing this KG, uh, KG, playing the Stasi officer who wants to defect to the West and like has brought this list, has memorized it in his head. Um, and she's like, okay, go go to Berlin, meet our man in Berlin. Uh, cut to uh, well, uh, and then on the projector comes up sort of like young early career twink, well clean cut James McAvoy. I wrote, and then I really I am like this cut. About seeing. I like James McAvoy. Yeah. I like to see him in a movie. Uh, One but they thing cut I will from say about James McAvoy like, is oh. he is currently working. <laughs> that That's is true. true. I think he's That's fine. One thing that no so, one can take away so from him. I told me about he, the cut. He, he, like, yeah, the, they cut from the clean cut sort of like twink James McAvoy to James McAvoy in Berlin at, you know, now, mm. where he has gone feral. Yes, um, yes it's really good. I like this a lot. I, I really like this. He's got, like, close-cropped hair, he's got a beard, he's wearing, like, a, a, a sort of a fur coat everywhere, and, like, a really ratty fur coat. It looks like he, like, picked it out of a bin. Um, he's sort of gone, like, hobo spy. Um, and he has this sort of, like, coterie of East German punks. Um... He's dis- he like distributes like jeans and Jack Daniels to them in exchange for intelligence. I think a hobo um, king would protect his hobo crown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and this this Stasi officer Spyglass comes to him to try to defect, and mm. Spyglass. It's like, I've got a list of traps in the Labour Party. I've memorized yeah. all of them. <laughs> not to defend the Stasi, right? We did that whole movie about why you shouldn't do that, the lives of others. But for for some reason, the Stasi are always the nerd spies. Like the KGB get to like kill people, and the Stasi, whenever they show up in a movie, are like, uh, I've been recording your phone calls. Um, and it's <laughs> The Virgin oh, Stasi versus the Chad yeah. KGB. Well, like, th- think about fucking uh, d- uh, d- uh, the Stellan Skarsgård and Ronan. He mm. was meant to be like ex-Stasi, and he was a big fucking nerd. He was like, I record your phone calls. And it's like... Been fucked into come a on. cocked hat. <laughs> Been so, fucked into a cocked hat. Speaking of Skarsgårds. Um, <laughs> There's one in the background of this scene. I saw everyone. They keep adding them. I I said this when I got back home from Infinity Pool. I'm like, every year they invent a new Skarsgård and then gaslight me about it. (laughs) Oh, you don't recognize Marcel Skarsgård, the French (laughs) Skarsgård. Huh? It's just like big name on the billboard, and I'm like, who? But this one's Bill Skarsgård, who's one I recognize as real. Uh Um, 
<laughs> Who's he playing? One of the Skarsgård claimants. He's, he's playing. He's like the bartender uh, kind of guy. Yeah, the, he's called Merkel, as yeah. in Angela, um, the, the hobo king of the youth. Mm-hmm. He's in charge of a youth yeah. wing. Okay, great. He is. Oh, is he uh, the, the weird twink who comes back later on with the umbrella? Yeah, that's right. The weird oh, okay. twink. Okay, I didn't realize yeah. That's Bill Skarsgård. All right, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so. James McAvoy uh, beats up some cops and then escapes in a cool way. And then, yeah, he does. Then, because because Spyglass has memorized the list, he keeps a copy of it in his head. He wants to defect. James McAvoy doesn't want to let him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the cops show up. The the fault splits eye, and they, you know, James McAvoy has to run. Goes, you know, under the wall and escapes back to the west. And the next morning, um, we see him wake up, and of course, he wakes up next to two sexy ladies with their breasts out. Mm-hmm. These women are mm-hmm. props. They do not have names. They are there to make sure that we know he's cool. Sure. I hope they were both. He does. He do, He is tied to the bed, which makes you know that he is, like, you know, extra cool in, like, a rakish way, right? Um, which, interesting. Um, and Lorraine gets on a plane, arrives in Berlin, is met by uh like russian goons right the most obviously soviet goons who are like i uh, james mcavoy is waiting in trunk of car get in uh, <laughs> <laughs> so she she yeah. she gets in the car and they have quite a pleasant conversation she's uh they're like yeah this this guy um mr fucking what's his name uh, uh christ barishnikov Ramovich, Mr. Bramovich is, is like curious to know why you're in Berlin. Here's Secondary a card with next location of this on movie it. would like to introduce himself now. <laughs> yes, here, here, is, here is card with secondary location. Mm-hmm. Um, she takes the card. And at this point, Charlize Theron is like, I'm 20 minutes into this film and I am going mm-hmm. to put down my application for the Kronstein Rosette by doing what <laughs> always wins the Kronstein Rosette, attacking the driver of the vehicle you're in. <laughs> It's the best. It's so good. Every single time it yeah. happens, I I stand up and clap. I'm like, yeah. yes, correct. Yeah. That's she, she she sees a Porsche in the rearview mirror and she goes, oh shit, that's James McAvoy. Pulls off her heel, starts stabbing the guy next to her with it. Mm. Starts like attacking the guy driving the car. Who's like, what what the fuck are you doing? Why are you? I am driving the car. I think this he is even unsafe. Says, what are you doing? Do. Like. Yeah, he does. He, he doesn't start fighting does. like, back until he asks, like, what? Like, four or five times, and then he's like, like right, why, I see why, we're in a fight, Why are you doing this? Um, and she crashes the car. Uh, not- yeah, she yeah. fucking- Oh, she crashes that car. If, if, and you get a safety tip from this, which is if you're in a car that's about to flip, just grab onto the seatbelt with, like, your hands, and you'll be fine. That's right. Both of those guys are unconscious. So at this point, James McAvoy gets out of his car, and I have a, a, a thought that is in all capitals with a full stop at the end, which is, I am not non-binary. Um, I see. And this is what we in the business like to call a lie. Um, <laughs> the thing is, right, this is, this is a primarily a Coates movie. Yes. Um, it, it cares a great deal about fashion, uh, and it cares a great deal about sort of big, long, billowy winter coats, right? And so James McAvoy gets out of the car... Yeah, who doesn't? Me too. Uh, and this is kind of why. James McAvoy gets out of his car, stalking towards uh, this crashed car, with the like, close-cropped hair and the close-cropped beard, wearing uh, like uh, an East German police greatcoat he has sort of like accumulated and discarded the rest of. Um, he's wearing like a fucking like, uh, sweater vest with nothing else underneath it too. Mm. And 
I mean, honestly, like to you hear him talk a bit after this, and I I don't know. It's it's a bit gender, a tiny little bit for me, maybe. It's, I, th- it's, um, I think it's gender. I think I could see it being gender. I I think there's gender because I I, I think you know impossible to relate to a sort of public schoolboy gone disastrously, ferally wrong, you know? I mean, I, I was more looking at Charlize Theron's, like, incredible pinstripe, like, like trousers hmm. into bustier, like, yeah, jumpsuit, with the, the and then, like, the white like, shirt, and then even the red heels. I was like, damn, that's great. I want all that. Of, all of Charlize Theron's femme stuff in this, they're, like, really pushing it on you, and it's really trying quite hard. And this yes, yes, exactly, seemed, yes. like, effortless, which I liked. And that was that was gender to me. Uh, I, I have a great coat, very similar to that, for that reason, but it doesn't work on me. Uh, also why I get the urge to shave all my hair off occasionally. But so, he shows up, uh, pulls her out of the car. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. As well. uh, we're, 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 we're learning some things about ourselves. And uh, he, he pulls her out of the car, and she goes, oh yeah, these, these Russian guys, they just kidnapped me, and I had to like defend myself with my shoe. Um, they also knew both of our names, so I'm like, my cover is blown immediately. It's like, yeah, don't worry about it. Um, yeah, great spy work. Uh, by the way, I'm made. Yeah, and, sure. and he's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, because kind of his his vibe, and she sees pretty much immediately that this is like calculated for her, is lackadaisical, right? Uh, sort of like louche, piratical. I'm so cool, I don't care. Yeah, I don't even care about spying. I'm, I'm not even good. I'm just here to have a good time, man. Which, to be fair, he is, but it, there's, you know, there's layers to this character, which I quite like. So, they also kidnap one of the Russians, he, like, stuffs him in the trunk of the Porsche and, like, drops him off outside the Soviet embassy to send a message. Mm, that's quite fun. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and we, he, well, he says, send a message to Comrade Bremovich, like, saying, yeah, <clears> fuck <throat> you. And, and then that nicely sets us up for the next scene where we get to meet Comrade Bremovich, who's interrogating the East German skate punks from the previous scene. Something very funny happens here, which is that one of hmm. the unnamed skate punks who's like being knelt down in this like skate arena looks exactly like Glenna. Skate arena. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to what he looks exactly like Graham Linehan. Can we make that the I'll find it. We, we can make that the episode. You'll yeah, find 100%. the guy. If we remember to do that, like, yeah. put together Graham Linehan, like uh-huh. Despite living in East Germany, but, it's just that one guy who's like noticeably older and a different shape than everyone else. They took just, everything from me. Like so they took my family. <laughs> I'm struck by Skate Arena still, to be honest. <laughs> skate well, Arena is pretty good too. It's, it's like so, fucking pilot cabin, you know? It's like. It's like hmm. Yeah. I don't know what things are called. <laughs> yeah, the, pilot, not... the pilot arena. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, skate Arena. What, what is it called? What, what are you doing in a skate arena? Like a fucking no, it's like a rink match. I think I don't know rink maybe. Uh-huh. I think that's ice though. What do I? What do I, 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 I don't fucking know? I just I make like, fun of you. Skate park. I don't have to I don't know. know. But a park yeah. implies an open space. They're like under an overpass. Whatever. Um, at this point, the movie so, does its one thing again. Right which is in. That they, if they you play an eighties song. Yeah. Uh, yeah a then, guy gets beaten to death with a skateboard to ninety nine luft balloons because of course. He does. This is this is hack work. This is like when I was a teenager. Do you know this? Yeah. You aware? It was like when I was a teenager, and I was I tried to like write screenplays based on the music I thought was cool first, and you know, atrocious results that way. You know, (laughs) much the same. Doing a jukebox musical based on like your playlist, pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) No, it was fiction, but like I was like, oh, what would be cool to be like, you know, being accompanied by what I am currently listening to. Right. Um, I think you're right. 
So Bremovich sure, is like, yo, where's Eddie Marsden? Where's the mm-hmm. list? I'm pursuing the object. <laughs> Logging on to Twitter as as like a Corbynist in like sort of 2015. You know? Where's Eddie? Um, <laughs> yeah, this man is a tracer. Where is he? Um, and we see that Bremovich he doesn't he isn't really a character. He's got one trait, which is violent, mm. and he gets to do some violence. Uh, he like smashes the ju- uh, the uh, boombox after he beats a guy to death with a skateboard. Glenna is traumatized, setting him on the path to radicalization. Um, and posting on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, this is how it happened. It's shame, but mm-hmm. there you go. Yeah. Um, at this point, uh, Lorraine has to go and identify Gascoigne's corpse, and yeah, she does some more ice bullshit first, though. Yeah. Which where is she getting all of this fucking ice? She loves is my ice. question. Hotel. It's like four yeah. buckets of ice. Like she's going back and forth. So she's for she's harvesting the set from Die Another Day. Um, mm. <laughs> but she goes to identify Gascoigne's corpse, and she is photographed going in by a woman on a motorcycle. Now, I've just given quite... Who's also gender. Yes. Oh, yeah. She's gender. Um, yep. I've just yep. given quite a neutral description of this. The way the film handles this is the motorbike pulls up. We see the booted foot go down. We pan all the way up this woman's leather-clad leg, ass, rotating round tits, <sighs> yeah, décolletage, and then we see her face. And it's like... <sighs> I would just imagine if they'd done that to John Goodman. They should have. <laughs> okay, I mean, like, I, I agree with right? you. It, it is fucked to pieces. But like, if you're gonna do it to someone, you should. Everyone in the show should get it. Yeah, they should have yeah, done yeah. that to Eddie Marsden at the start. It's, it's just yeah. really noticeable. The, mm. And I'll we'll keep coming back to this. Mm-hmm. The way this oh, we'll keep talking women. about this because I'm Speaking of women, um, this scene <laughs> contains <laughs> woman number three of three in the film. That's uh, true. Unnamed we did German, German pathologists. Who is just like, yeah, in Germany, we don't make mistakes. The paperwork is fucked. You have to go back and do it again now, please. Uh, I'm not sure why I g- gave her that accent. Whatever. That's um, what everyone in Germany sounds like to me. That's, that's true. That's true. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, the, the paperwork is total ausgefuckt. <laughs> um, ich bin der podcast <laughs> recording mit meinem Freund. It's <laughs> the ganze game get changed. Um, <laughs> but so... <laughs> So, so what, Lo- what Lorraine is expecting to happen? So Sorry, please yeah. carry on. No, no, no it's fine. What, what she's <laughs> expecting to happen is she goes to pick up the body. Her cover is immediately blown. Uh, the East Germans like deport her from East Germany, and the mission is over. But what she has done is she has like sabotaged the paperwork, and because they're Germans, they're like, "Yeah, this number is wrong, so I'm not going to uh, process this until it's correct." Uh, and so she just gets to stay, um, and she she sort of. Goes back to the hotel, uh, like having done this, and is is this the point where she gets like ambushed by uh, Percival? Uh, uh, James, James McAvoy's in her hotel room, and she like yeah. beats him up, throws him onto the bed, and chokes him. My notes do say mummy. I'm afraid. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But like, uh, they, there's a little bit of like sexual tension between them, which is like unearned. I think uh, them specifically. Mm-hmm. I I also want her to beat me up. What do you What do you want me to say? Yeah, but yeah. I it... at this point he denies having ever met Eddie Marsden. That becomes important later. Mm-hmm. Um, so she goes to search Gascoigne's flat, um, and we hear yeah. through the he kind of immediately fucks her. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. not in a non literal sense. Um, no, no, no. The, yeah. uh, fucks her over. So we hear she ouska fucks her. <laughs> we hear in the framing <laughs> device interrogation uh, with Toby Jones and John Goodman that uh, the list doesn't just contain a list of all the Soviet spies, but it will also expose an MI6 double agent, codename Satchel. Um, and I, Yo, I, epic plot twist. Yeah. I predicted this per- flawlessly. 
it easy to me. To I do. simply knew um, this immediately off. The I liked what the film. I I actually didn't see it coming because I found no, the ending of the film very confusing. But so as soon as I said there's oh. a double agent I, in, my, in my head, I was just like, oh, that's James McAvoy because he's the most famous character. No, no, no. You, I was like, you, it's either Charlie Theron, which the would most... be really dumb, or it's James McAvoy because he's the most famous yeah. person in the film. And she also you fell for sort of like yeah. a a reasonable uh, sort of like thing because the first thing they show you after yeah there's a double agent called satchel is her looking at a, a portrait of james mcavoy a photo of james mcavoy with uh gascoigne meaning he was lying about not having known him or not having yeah. like hung out with him it wants you to believe that that james mcavoy is satchel at this yes yeah, i simply did not i was like ah oh, she's satchel okay um, i didn't understand but, why but based so later on we learned that she's satchel and he's just kind of out mm-hmm. for himself i don't understand yeah. why he lied about having met gascoigne though why would he do that? Th- because movie. this is a movie that loves plot twists and does not like going back and checking their work, right? Um, <laughs> they wrote like, one, no, one draft. It's, 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 it's pretty obvious because like the reason, the, the one thing they give you so you know she is Satchel is she gets in the car with the fucking KGB and the KGB are like, yo, what's up? How's it going? And she only <laughs> like beats the shit out of them. She sees uh, James McAvoy and immediately activates sicko mode and starts beating the shit out of them while they're like, yo, what the fuck was this for? Oh I'm shit, sure I don't even think for. about that. I, I, I didn't, didn't go back and think about now. this film. Um, so at this point, <laughs> the film does the same thing again, which is that she puts on some 80s music and beats up some cops. Mm-hmm. She kicks them in the she balls does. because women... Um, uh-huh. This is all done heavily, heavily overdubbed to Father Figure, which was apparently not the first choice for that. Like, um, they, they wanted another movie for it. It was Take My Breath Away. They wanted to Take My Breath Away for that, <laughs> which is even hackier. That's, like, that's yeah, of course. There's a really uh, obvious Wilhelm scream in there, which is like, yeah, yeah, yeah there is. Yeah. meme, bro. Yeah, it's and, a little bit of an in joke for like movie movie guys. People mm. don't know about the Wilhelm screen. <laughs> the, the other thing is, she she kicks the shit out of these guys, and then we go back to the framing device, and she's like, "If I'd known I was going to have to kick the shit out of so many guys, I would have worn a different outfit." And it cuts to these two men in their sort of like gray suits, going like, "Were were outfit women girls were women were um, outfits broads what?" Um, oh. the funniest, silliest bullshit in the scene, right at the end, after having beaten up like a good dozen cops, all of whom has seen her face, she's going out, the last two cops go, hey, stop, and she pulls her turtleneck up over her face like a ninja mask. Before <laughs> yeah, I was wondering why she was doing two. that. I was like, do you have COVID? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. So I they could I get the shot COVID. for the fucking promo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ich denke, dass ich cool. Covid haben. Mm. Just like on the floor, just like oh. <laughs> That's um, all of the cops are saying that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, oh, yeah, on the I've floor, rock hard. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> got beaten up by Charlie's Theron and got so hard. All right, carry on. Yeah. Sorry, not a good bit. No, no, no. Hacky, hacky. She goes to see James McAvoy and and she's wearing a wire right now uh, just to record the mm. conversation. Now I've described that lesson in a very neutral way. On? Yeah. But of oh, course, she, mm-hmm, she yes. stands in her lingerie and she puts it on uh-huh. underneath her lingerie because women. She really do be feeding that like wire through under her bra too. It's uh, like remarkably. It's I a just, remarkable. I just sort of, think like, in an espionage hmm. situation, you're not going to want that much lace. No, I think that's going to be a problem for her. <laughs> yeah, I think it won't help. 
I, I don't know. I, uh, I, don't... I, I, I call this in my notes blatantly exploitative, which it is. Um, so she, she goes to talk to James McAvoy for a bit, and James McAvoy lies to her some more. James McAvoy like, yeah. has a copy of Machiavelli's The Prince on his bookshelf because this movie mm-hmm. thinks it's so clever. Yeah, he has a collection of rare satchels. Um, <laughs> and... <laughs> It's a big, big He's fan like, of it. There's only one, <laughs> okay. one book called The Prince that you should have on your shelf, and it's the one that I wrote. <laughs> That's fucking right, and I do. <laughs> so, he, so he goes, oh, can I take your coat? Because this is a coat movie. And she goes, sure. Uh, believing this is not to be important later, but it will be. And he said, do you um, have a satchel on you that I could probably take? Satchel's such a <laughs> bitch name as well. Uh, it's just, mm. if I was going to be given a code name, Satchel? Come on. It yeah, might also got to be sure. Spyglass. That's well, sick. Spyglass yeah, is kind of again. I, I wouldn't want a, a nickname with spy in it, though. Again, that's sort of a <laughs> code name the list. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Code name Devon. <laughs> I mean, oh, really wow. throw them off. Your your code name is just the list. You know, they'll be looking for a list instead of Devon. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's smart. They're not going to be expected to be a guy. They're going to be thinking it's a list. Yeah. <laughs> code name the watch because that's where the list is hidden. Yeah. Oh, wow. so, so they talk. They talk some more. It's fucking boring. I don't write anything down because like the, this movie has like two brain cells banging off of each other, and they're constantly playing like Spotify best of the eighties at like a fifty percent volume under and it. And it thinks it's so clever because he he yes. quotes Machiavelli, and she goes Nicola Machiavelli, and it's like great, great, cool. Yeah. She, she's got an interesting pronunciation too. She says she says she calls him uh, Machiavelli or Machiavelli, I think. Uh, fam- famously Scottish, yeah. whatever. Um, at this point, <laughs> at this point, she, she she ditches him and she goes so to next location. It's a pleasure to deceive the deceiver. Machiavelli. It's a little bit Kevin Bridges. <laughs> I've never been doubly deceived. In a nest of spice. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, this is the thing, right? It tries to do Nest of Spies, many different actors at once, in a way that is worse than a comedy movie about like a French dude from the sixties. Yeah, uh, I, they had it's a budget really of like, shit. you know, many millions of dollars for this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, it's not. It Thirty, it's not forty good. million. Yeah, yeah. So, so they get <laughs> I'm the, saying um, to the cast directors for thirty million dollars, name four women. Yeah, impossible name a woman. challenge. Casting directors for this were women. Jesus. So I don't know okay. what went wrong. Like what, anyway, what? Uh, uh, they were just like, "Ow, no one wants to see that. No one wants to see broads." Yeah. Put some so broads. She, she, in. Anyway, she goes to a cafe secondary location. Yes, she meets Bremovich, and Bremovich is like, "How's it going? Nice satchel." Um, <laughs> and. The, the, they sort oh, of have, have this we conversation. Have a strong working relationship already. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, we have met many times over the years. There is a there is a really fun bit um, when we're doing the establishing shot, and like Charlize Theron has to walk into this bar in a beautiful dress, right? So she's not in frame mm-hmm. yet. But first, we are on two uh, gorgeous women who are enjoying like a drink at the bar together, and we get some great mm-hmm. um, supporting artist acting here, where these two mm-hmm. like women are like talking to each other, and then they run out of things to say. And then, and then keep talking. It's really, it's really fun to watch. Um, I'm not knocking them at all. It's, it's a lot of fun being a supporting artist. It's, it's hard work, and they do not give you a lot or tell you a lot. Um, but they, they just have to carry on for like two or three seconds longer than they thought they would. Oh, oh, oh that's, God, brutal. that's brutal. 
Nobody knows except me, don't worry. Yeah. So, so, so she has this kind of like in a movie before. Yeah. All, all the conversations she has with Brenovich, or indeed anyone in this movie, is just like saying things that sound ominous but don't really mean anything to each other. So she's like, "Oh, maybe we should work together for for the list." And he's like, "Yeah, maybe maybe we should." Uh, and then they get interrupted by the woman we saw on the motorcycle earlier. This is um, Delphine LaSalle, and she does a, a, like a 2017 feminism, where she's like, oh, is this guy bothering you, bestie? Uh, you look mm -hmm. like you needed a rescuing. Um, and she basically like fucks him off. She like removes him from the his cafe secondary location and his like, meeting, right. which is like really funny to be like, just like like busting into the secret spy rendezvous and be like, yo, is this guy bothering you? Do you, do you need help right now? <laughs> you I think that's for Angela. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is such a like it's like that kind of like feminism. Um, uh, uh, but so. There's something, there's something quite funny which I enjoyed when watching this film, is that, which is that this woman, Delphine, who we later find out works for French intelligence, um, looks exactly like my Tinder date from the other night, which is, which is quite fun. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like Dead Ringer. Like, I was like, huh, it's you again. I mean, she's, huh. she's sort of like, you know, uh, interestingly featured. And I say that not, not in a derisory way at all, in a very complimentary way. She's got a very striking chin. Mm -hmm. Um mm hmm and just like, mm, okay. So, so she sidles up that. to her. I'm pretty and she's... sure I'm, she must have got that when mm. I had mine cut off. <laughs> I've seen that chin before. <laughs> Who do you think gave you the chin? Like <laughs> <Later laughs> Abby Thorne lying <laughs> on the fucking table. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's That's great. why I plan to get extra buckle fat put on. <laughs> There's a lot going spare now. Oh, the Laura Loomer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, some hamster ass when, when the trend comes back around, everyone will be wanting you to donate it. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. For sure. This buckle fat's going to increase in value. Um, <laughs> I'll be the kingmaker. At this point, she needs to uh, get a new contact in East Berlin. My notes say mm. she's just in her lingerie again, randomly. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You got to replace out the microphone and everything. Yeah. She goes to East yeah. Berlin. Premovich sends some goons to pick her up and she fights them in a cinema because the film's very pleased with itself, including a very, a very cool looking Mongo with a cool haircut. There's a, there's a fight where the, it starts off with the two of them silhouetted against the back of the, like, the projector screen and a, a better, a, a be it's compromising the vision. They didn't do the whole fight like that. They keep cutting in. I, I wish they just stuck with that wide shot. But. Mm. Of course, they end up punching through the... The cinema screen naturally, naturally. Mm -hmm. yeah there's 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 a couple of things we missed though she she, she like goes to this watchmaker oh, who was wasted God. and it's just like i i would like one spy network please and he's like yeah okay yeah fine. i wrote the john wickification of cinema here mm -hmm. it's like percival percival has been following her because he had told her earlier when they were flirting that if he was really following her she wouldn't know and he also like he's recording this conversation he also sees Bakhtin go into this watchmaker and is like, hey, I have a watch full of, like, the list. Mm -hmm. I have the watch with the list code in it. Name I would like watch. to sell watch, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I would like to codename sell it, please. And this watchmaker <laughs> like is like... I'd like to codename sell it for some codename Wonga. How about some yeah, play? Yeah, and codename code the watchmaker March. is like... Yeah, okay. Uh, I'll fucking I'll put the word out. Then she goes to East Berlin. Also, the watch is a Karl F. Bucherer, which is a hysterically drab brand that presumably they paid a lot for, because there's a long close-up of that name on the dial. Um, and man, oh, it's a boring watch. I'm sorry. 
been enough. Kind of watch with a spy like Gascoigne would wear. You know, yeah, he'd be blending in. Yeah. Um, None of these so, spies are interested in fucking blending in. They're all, yeah, she, they're all she walking goes around dressed like the main character. We, we gesture at better movies again. She goes to like hide in a cinema that is playing Andrei Tarkovsky's Stalker. At this point, I am exhausted watching this. It, it's like confusing, but also boring. It, I understand it to be the kind of like, oh, lots of different people are after the same thing in the Guy Ritchie style. But if she's with, like, such an a, why do these guys try and beat her up? That's a great question. Well, and there the needs thing to be a is, fight scene at this point in the movie because Bremovich doesn't while. say beat her up. Bremovich just says, "Yeah, go and bring her to me" in a way that you're meant to think is threatening. And then these guys go and chase her. She runs. She kicks the shit out of them. And the whole time she's kicking the shit out of them, all of them are like, "What? Why? What? Why?" Yeah, all of them are like, "Why what are you do you do this?" <laughs> This is like sort of workplace violence. Why do you, we work together? Like, it's also not clear why she's doing that because, like, for whom, right? Unless she's aware no, she's being bugged there. at this point, like, which she isn't. Like, she is, there's no, no reason she would kick the shit out of these guys except for that they she wanted like, to put that in the movie. She stabs a guy in the face with some keys. He has yeah. like car keys hanging out of his face, and he's presumably like, "What the fuck I, are you I, doing?" You know, I showed you photos of my kids. Uh, so like, we've had a long chat over like drinks. I like me. do your coffee order. Like you can't. Why did? You, why have you done this to me? But it's because the movie cares about plot twists and it doesn't want to be consistent. Um, it's cool. I think she goes and meets her new contact. Is this the stars guard twink? Yeah, yeah. He this is, is sitting this on is a roof, twink being Skarsgård. like, uh, e- e- East Germany is about to collapse. Um, and you know, uh, this, I, I'm gonna. This guy's like mm. Lawrence Fishburne in John Wick Two. If instead of hobos, <laughs> it was like, every guy no, is on a roof. Up. It's it, it's it, he's that guy. If instead of hobos, it was like ravers. He's like the king of the ravers. <laughs> he's the he's the like king of the youth. Yeah, yeah. He's king That's of the youth. That's literally his thing. Um, I know, I know. Burkheim is in John Wick Four, but he's kind of if you put Burkheim in the John Wick thing back one movie. Burkheim is the Burkheim Hobo King. But the, the yeah, establishing the shot Hobo is King. like of the museum. I don't know. You don't, you don't, you don't think that a Raver King protects his Raver crown, John? Mr. Wick. Um, so this, Mr. Wick. This is where she goes back to uh, the club and meets Delphine, and this is where we get straight girls kissing. Mm. Straight girls kissing. This is absolutely straight girls kissing because, the, 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 like, you, you know that one meme where it's like, um, y- you know, uh, straight women and it's a, uh, you know, women kissing each other with tongues, and it's like gay women who are into each other, and it's like I don't know, whatever, hitting each other with hammers, mm. uh, working on an engine together. Mm-hmm. Like the most, the first lesbian thing that she does is pull a gun on this woman. Yeah. that's the first thing that got me like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so they, 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 they go they're like, and they're like making out on the toilet and quote. she pulls a, a gun yeah. on yeah. Uh, Delphine and Delphine's like, I know you're a mistake. They're like kissing and kissing and kissing and I'm like, this, this does nothing for me. She pulls a gun on her. She's like, I'm like, She's like let's go. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And for, for like half a second I was just like, oh, this seems about to be a lot more interesting actually. And then I was like, oh, Wait, no, we're doing spice. Oh, okay. I, I I wrote down in all caps. It's not exploitation if I think it's hot. Um, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, yeah. The, the thing is, this is this is a kind of like it becomes this it is too. a lesbian dynamic that like it's femme for femme with a clear top bottom dynamic, which means it's very legible and attractive to straight men. Yes, um, yes. Mm. It's it's like I'm not saying it's not a thing that you know doesn't exist in real life because it clearly does and it rules, right? But like. 
it's also something that is frequently presented, as it is here, as a male sexual fantasy. Right? Yeah. It's like, oh, they're fucking making out with each other, dude. Yeah, so she's French intelligence, and she's scared. So mm. I'm on my first mission. and uh, That's another thing. Another interesting dynamic, yeah. because she's a baby, which makes Lorraine, in my, in my reckoning, a spy nonce. Because this this woman a goes like uh, yeah, just yeah I'm like kind of kind of in over <laughs> <laughs> like I'm in over my head. It's my first day. I'm scared. I'm like OSS my boobs two are falling billion. Out. Yeah. This is me. To be fair though, <laughs> just like oh yeah, yeah. Like, like my shoes are untied. There's a rock in one of them. <laughs> crying um, in the club. My shoelaces are loose. Yeah. I trip over. Everyone's yeah, I've like, got like pants full of like loose loser. spaghetti and and like. <laughs> <laughs> Please, my wets. Uh, and... Or they go for front of this, like, of the Mongo. He's, like, got the keys in his fist ready to punch me. And I'm just, like, openly weeping. Like, <laughs> yeah, and Shirley's the runner's like, shh, baby, it's, right. it's okay. It's okay. Just come back to my hotel room. Yeah, she's like, uh, we she should... grooms She said, woman. we should team up because somebody's obviously killing allied officers because they killed Gascoigne. Mm-hmm. And Shirley's the runner's just like, no, I work alone. You're in over your head, but I will fuck you. And my notes say, uh, mm-hmm. in fairness, this is hot, but it's also very male gaze. And I think you're very right, Alice, yeah. that it's, it's very, like, this clear top and bottom dynamic. It's for, like, there's no mm. question in the, in the mind of the straight cis male viewer who wears the strap here. Um, no, no. I mean, I mean, Delphine gets gets shoved against a wall like face first, and I'm like, again, this is also, you know, it's not exploitation if I like it. Um, I, did, I did write um average Berlin bedroom just in reference because it's just all bisexual <laughs> lighting. It's fucking. <laughs> they do so much bisexual lighting. They do fuck. so much bisexual lighting. I thought I was watching a video essay. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, if you are gonna have lesbian sex, that you do kind of need that. It's it's good. <laughs> yeah. So, um, we, we Percival like surveils this watchmaker, um, and so he sees Bakhtin. Bakhtin's like, yeah, I have code name the watch list. Um, and then <laughs> we come back to the framing device where oh, they're like, I remember this. Yeah, yeah, you remember, you remember Toby Jones from Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy? I do. Well, he's in this movie again. Um, and he's like, yeah, so it turns out you've been in Berlin for like a week and all you've accomplished is fucking one French woman. Which, y- nice. You do have, all right, look. You do have a job, right? Mm. So we're going to give you a kick up the ass to do this. What they do is they send John Goodman, CIA John Goodman, who I should mention at the start when he's in the briefing room, she like kicks up a fuss about because she's like, oh, I want this to be like MI6 only. This yeah, guy's what the fuck's the CIA sucker. doing in here? You know? Yeah, for sure. And at that point, I said, oh, she works with the CIA. 100%. Um, <laughs> I didn't and, see this and, one coming, actually. No, I did. I, I genuinely thing, like, I didn't see this one. The last, the last time I was like, I saw this plot twist coming, you were like, you did not see this plot twist coming. But on God, <laughs> I saw both the plot twists in Atomic Blonde coming when I saw it in Theaters, Alice, right? Alice uh, watches a fucking movie and then like turns it off five minutes in and be like, figured it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Complete, like, completed oh, a, a it, mate. of your crispened potato snacks? No need, I've already imagined the flavor. <laughs> <laughs> She's just like, no, chat like, GPT the rest of the dialogue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Figured it out from first principles. <laughs> because she goes to see John Goodman and her affect towards him is completely different. She calls him sir. He is like quite caring towards her, mm. but he also threatens Delphine. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, if you, you gotta like do some work because East Germany is about to become Germany yeah. again. And so you can't y- suspend all of your time having hot lesbian mm-hmm. sex. 
I know. A series of women. You have to write the next episode of Philosophy Tube at some point. <laughs> in many ways, I'm crushing. I'm the John Goodman of this podcast. And I'm like, we need to record the episode. You, you have to stop having hot lesbian sex. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We, we yeah. need to work. Um, James McAvoy kills codename Yuri Bakhtin and, no and takes the codename Watch with the codename Listener. Yeah, there, there is one thing I like about this, which is when Yuri uh, like is about to kill him, we see that he is deployed. He he reuses his lines. He's got like one line which is um you're not as maybe you're not as good at this spy shit as you think and he is about to like deploy that on on james mcavoy when he is killed here's my question is that a good cool choice to show that this guy's lame and he reuses his lines i think it's good i really like that (laughs) is that a mistake because the screenwriters (laughs) <laughs> no, that's got it. to be on purpose, and I, I really, I, I like it. It's I, like, oh, I this definitely guy's choose to believe it's on purpose, and I like it. I, <laughs> he's so reusing good. bits to guys he's about to kill, because you know who are they going to tell? I think it's smart, but so, but he, he takes so James McAvoy kills him, and he goes, Satchel, mm. yeah, reads the list, calls uh-huh. Charlie Theron, who is of course putting a microphone in her bare breasts again. Uh, she do anything else? Like, yeah. hey, she's <sighs> pulling the microphone from her breast and be like, damn. Someone's trying mm. to trick me, RN. And yeah. James McAvoy calls her and she's like, well, obviously it'll be you then. Yeah. Uh. Um, so they've got to get Eddie Marsden across the border to West Berlin. Mm. And so they say, oh, yeah, this guy. You can marry a GI, but obviously you've got to have sexual reassignment <laughs> surgery first. Um, it, and- it like cribs bits from Hedwig <laughs> in ways that are also shit, like genuinely. Mm. Um, th- there's like one, there's one shot where she's like against like a broken mirror where it's like ah double agent, double identity. I'm like yeah. fuck off. And in the Christ. in the fucking like, all this shit is happening in this movie, man. So mm. Toby Jones in the briefing is like James McAvoy called me and said you're Satchel actually, and she's like that's because he was Satchel. And I'm like okay, but that's cool. the best thing. He didn't even say that. He just said. Uh, I, I have information that will lead to the arrest of Satchel. Like, he was sort of knowingly, uselessly mysterious about this. Yeah. Enough to sort of, like, allow for plausible deniability. Mm. He just called him and went, like, I am very close to Satchel. Without saying. Yeah. Which is great. Um, um, we also see James McAvoy meeting Bremovich and offering a deal. Uh, mm-hmm. Great. In, in sort of, like, an out for his... It's photographed by Delphine. Mm. Yeah, again, it's very, it's, it's like a mess at this point. But he's like out for himself and he's like, yeah, I can sell you some information from the list which I have. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so he is a traitor, but he's not Satchel. There is something mm. that happens around this point of the film that I do quite like, which is that in the briefing, uh, Lorraine denies having had any feelings for Delphine. She's like, no, didn't care, just shagged mm. And sure. we see as they're in bed together that this may not quite be true and that like there's a risk to Delphine here, she may die and this may hurt Charlize Theron's feelings. I do like <laughs> that the film asks us to be emotionally invested in a lesbian relationship to the same extent that we mm-hmm. would if this was a straight relationship. It's nice that sure. we go, oh no, like what if, you know, the main characters are sad because they lose somebody that they have feelings for and it's just like incidentally that's gay. Um, I do quite yeah. like that. When, that's nice. When she, when, when Delphine dies, I will talk about because you know that's not. She died. You, you, they killed this you, you, Yeah. Obviously. When when they kill Delphine, uh, I will oh, talk yeah. about some oh, of the God, like, yeah. potential that this has because yeah. that's not long coming. You can like set your watch by it. But um, so oh, they have to go to East- being codenamed set by that. Um, <laughs> have to go to East Berlin to uh, extract Sky Eddie Marson, who has a copy of the lid and his uh, list in his head. Of course he is. The second Eddie Marson sees Lorraine, he's like, oh shit, that's fucking Satchel. 
uh, please don't kill me, please don't kill me, please don't kill me. And she's like, no, I'm, I'm not going to kill you. Don't worry about it. Um, so... I know. I, yeah, I was still, I was still operating at this point under the assumption that James McAvoy is Satchel. Oh, me too. And me I was too. just like, okay, really? In the, yeah, I was. So I was wondering, okay, yeah. why doesn't Eddie Marsden just immediately tell her, "Yo, that's James McAvoy. He was an X Men. He's Satchel." I was just asking myself this when James McAvoy brings Eddie Marsden's family in, and I was like, oh, that's why he doesn't tell them because he's got no, his family. I'm, I'm, like, I'm oh, fully clever, like clever. crispened potato snacks on this one. I'm like, <laughs> no, he's, he's literally, he's looking at her, he's terrified. He's like, ah, oh, fuck. Uh, nice satchel. And, and, and she, she's like, yeah, I'm not going to kill you. Fuck off. Um, so the mission sorry, is... Sorry, to I just ex- put it together fast enough. No, I, fine, I got fine, it pretty swift though after this. But okay, so, yeah. so if she's satchel, then why does James yes. McAvoy shoot Eddie Marsden in the next scene? I feel like I'm my mum at this point. I'm just been like, hang on a minute. If that's, so why, <laughs> why, that, why did he kill him? Aren't they because, with that? With because he, he made a deal with on? Bremovich for like, in return for information from the list, like he would kill Spyglass. Oh, shit. Uh, right. Because he's a traitor. I'm watching the show on Bremovich like traitors. Yeah. I was, I was standing up and inexplicably closing all the curtains in the house. I must have missed that. <laughs> so, uh, she, like, I was talking to my sister James in McAvoy, Yorkshire. I missed twenty minutes of the film. What's going on? <laughs> James, James McAvoy, that? like, sets them up. He sets them up. They try mm-hmm. to like kill uh, uh, Eddie Marsden with a sniper, who like wings him. But then uh, Udo you know, Skarsgård saves the day by having all of the like um, youth who are protesting against the wall, which is about to come down, put up umbrellas to save them. And then James McAvoy shoots him. Shoots Eddie. Yeah, Marsden. James McAvoy shoots him. Why? I don't know. <sighs> then we have a fucking fight scene. Actually, no, I like this. You know, this is the the only fight scene where everyone involved is a hundred percent like committed to it. Because every other That's fight true. scene, everyone's been like, "Why are you hitting me?" To Shelley's. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, and it's really and good. They, they they've sold out. Although, why would the why would the KGB knowingly sell out their own double agent satchel for? Some information when they could have all of it from her. Every single character in this movie's motivation is just like, damn, it's a nest of spies here in Berlin. Everyone, man for themselves, <laughs> says a lot about yeah. society. And it's like, stop, so, <laughs> stop selling who's me in out. Charge of it? Like, who's got a plan? Like, what? what? They're all just vibing. We- <laughs> Every one of them is just doing banter. Mongo's here. You he run over. Uh... We get, we get like a yeah. We get oh, a, long, a long, Mongo. brutal fight scene. Nothing Mongo. this movie loves more than someone who is like trying to continue to fight, but has been injured so badly they keep getting like getting up and falling back down again. Yeah, the fight I choreography was like assisted by fucking Chumbawamba in this movie. 80s- the number of times this happens. Eighties like, music. They should have been playing that shit, man. This is all um. This is all made to look like one uncut shot. It's actually. It's not like you can see the joints, but uh, you know it's technically impressive. Actually, you know well it's 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 good yeah, fight choreography. Right. I like that they get like they uh, you know a, a woman is getting to do the like heavy yes, fight scenes. That's cool. I do like that too. She does Jason and like Bourne at shit. the time when they do it, they're not fetishizing it. They only fetishize it afterwards when she's like injured and they're like, oh, check out Charlize Theron's bruised body, and it's like, oh, I yeah, because it's but, like, meant to be like, oh, she's vulnerable now. Like I yeah, could probably yeah. beat but, her like, actually, and it's like that's a weird. Thing to say, oh, sure, it's a movie sure. that is but, like, best watched by watching the fight scenes in isolation on YouTube. 
Yeah, this That's is like a YouTube compilation thing. Yeah. We also get some more feminism, which is uh, the the big guy, the, you know, the big blonde guy with the car keys, she like kills, well, she almost kills him. She like later kills him by running him over, but she stabs him. He calls her a, a, a sucker, right? He calls her a bitch. Although that's you know, my understanding, more generally called as male and Russian, whatever. Anyway, he calls her a bitch. She stabs the shit out of his face and neck with a corkscrew and says, "Am I a bitch now?" It's like, uh, okay, cool, great. This feels exploitative to me. Like, uh, we 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 sort of like, ah, oh, well, ladies can do horrifying violence too. Check yeah, this shit out. Is it, isn't this progressive? And it's like, yeah, yeah, of course, right? Like. We we all love ladies doing horrifying violence to us, but like, um, it, it's so pleased with itself. It's so like, uh, check this shit out. It's James Bond for girls. It's girl James Bond. Yeah, this um, is the and thing. Is like, like again, not to lay all of this at the foot of the director, but I do wonder mm. what this movie looked like in the parallel universe where it was directed by a woman. And That's was, true, but I think a lot, like a, a lot of it's the script. Yes, true. It's a duff script, in my opinion. Coming from a a graphic novel, I I, imagine. I wonder what would have happened if, like, somebody had said, "Well, does John Goodman and Toby Jones and C and this Mongo and Bremovich do they all have to be men? Can we have some Mm -hmm. women in it? Mm -hmm. You know, just being here. Does James McAvoy's character have to be? Yeah, just like a man. Interesting. Like half of all people, sort of generally, are women. I found more than actually, uh, if you look at all the statistics in general. So more every most day. people are women. Thanks to this podcast, you know. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Listeners, you may know a woman, you may be a woman. Wow, interesting. Uh I'm I'm hearing this. Um <laughs> it's not w- wavering a bit it's on account crazy. of the you know Volks Blitzai great code. But so Eddie Marson uh has been like he's uh, he's been around in the midst of all of this. And he's like, Yeah, I I I've I still have been shot. He does literally find a health kit, which is funny. Yeah, that's like right, they steal a car, he finds a little like a first aid kit and it very much looks like he's just sort of like run over that in a first person shooter. Yeah. He eats like a, a like a chicken bone and regains some health. Yeah. Yeah, the Wolfenstein <laughs> full chicken dinner on the ground. Yeah, he like... pauses, eats five <laughs> wheels of cheese and some like mammoth steak he's like, he, he's like Consuming every yeah. healing item in his inventory. You, you like hear point. the like stimpack sound from fucking Fallout, <laughs> <laughs> and all for nothing. Huh. All for nothing because moments later, um, that th- they get hit by a car and they get knocked into the river spray. Uh, and he, he, oh no, his leg, his leg is trapped, and Eddie Marson's gonna die. He's gonna die, and we, you know, we regret. I'm this. emotionally invested in that. He I'm drowns like, oh, no. Jason Bourne style. Yeah, he gets mm. the hot girl Bond death, yeah. which is really funny. Yeah. Like he get, he goes out like uh, Vespalind, which is <laughs> so Charlie Theron like reluctantly surfaces and like swims to shore and is like, "I'm gonna name a cocktail after Eddie Mars." It's <laughs> <laughs> fucking atrocious. That's gonna be horrific. Just yeah. just yeah. using a discontinued Worst spirit for fun. Ever tasted. <laughs> yeah, and they really they really like a fucked up Charlie Theron. She's like bruised and, and battered. And shit like this. Yeah, more um, so I feel than a male protagonist yeah. in a similar film would Jason be. Bourne, Jason Bourne, like sort of his like escape from Moscow is the closest sort yeah. of like scene that we've seen like this. Daniel Craig gets then, beaten like, up sometimes, it's never to this extent in Bond. No, no. Um it's mm, yeah. But so she she's she's in trouble because Spyglass's family have escaped, Spyglass is dead. Um and 
John Goodman is there laying it on a little heavily, like mispronouncing her name um, as as Broughton to James McAvoy to try and like throw off suspicion. It's like, oh, you think you think she's satchel? And James McAvoy goes, ah, oh, well, you know, women women love to be satchel. Um, into like, <laughs> exactly. it's like way. impossible for me to say at this moment whether or not she's satchel. Just yeah, it would be, so, it would be, uh-huh. yeah. Lorraine Lorraine realizes that James <sighs> McAvoy placed a bug in her coat earlier on, right? But it's he a codes used, movie. He used a French bug to try and set up Delphine. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, I, and... again, I'm my mum. I was eating a chocolate at this point. Why, mm. if if James McAvoy isn't Satchel, why does he try to kill Delphine? <laughs> because she's going to expose his like corrupt dealings with the list. Because she does the dumbest spy thing in this movie, which is to call him up on the phone and be like, "I have information that will lead to your arrest." Um, she does uh, do that. Here's, yeah. here's what okay, happens okay. here: is um, oh god, I need to pull up a list of names. Charlie's Theron finds the the bug, knows that it's French, mm. um, and says yeah. to the other uh, the other woman that's Delphine. in it, Delphine. I've seen her here on the Number IMDb two, page yeah. also, um, and goes, he's trying to set us both up. Don't do anything stupid. Uh, and Delphine she, goes. She does something stupid. Well, I'm afraid it's the start of the third act of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh-huh. we need to demonstrate the sort of the danger you're in by having someone die. Uh, so it's time for me to email James McAvoy and be like, "Yeah, I am at this location. Please free me." I will me. be walking around in my underwear with headphones on. Yes. In um, my underwear. Not, <laughs> I hate. I actually not not, che- not checking any of the yeah full force. So, I mean, like again. A better script would have had ways to like make this more interesting. Like you could have had her panic, right? But she doesn't. She fully just like she puts the photos of James McAvoy doing the like double dealing in an envelope that says "After I get killed, open." Um, and then sort of wanders around, like putting putting her back to sort of like dark corners until James McAvoy jumps out and tries to garrot her, and we get a, On a bed pretty horrible, sadistic cynical death scene just where awful. you can feel the movie justifying itself by being like oh she managed to like stab him a bit so you know girl boss and it's like no no this sucks nah it you're fridging this broad just to show that like it's dangerous great fuck yeah. off it honestly and... would have been better if Charlize hmm. Theron had just turned up at the flat and found the corpse and we didn't get the scene of this woman yeah, being strangled on a bed in her true. underwear sure. with like she's like bent over the bed and James McAvoy's like behind mm-hmm. her it's, like on top of her yeah, yeah. it's just it's, like it, it is grim sake. 2017 write a better script write a script of movie next time cunt she, she, she sort of gets there right after he escapes and finds Delphine dead and also finds the like plot envelope and at this point <laughs> I go <laughs> The, there's there's potential here. There's interesting potential here, right? Like, if you want to sell me on like, uh, what if the James Bond thing of like, well, James, it seems you've gotten yet another woman killed in your pursuit of the mission because you regard these women as disposable, but they're both women. That's interesting. I would be interested to know about the sort of like interior repercussions of that. I would be interested to know. And you know what? There's this thing in script writing where you can kind of like convey what a character might be feeling what? or thinking by by way of their actions right I see, I see. um it, you know it, it just it happens through this process called acting it's very much ah. like the opposite of the van helsing school of screenwriting where the characters just yeah. announce their super objectives 
Yeah, but apparently we decided just not to do any of that, because what we did was we treated this, and I think this is interesting in its own way, we treated this the way a Connery movie treated, mm. uh, it, seems like, it seems I fucked up and killed another woman, which is, I, you know, I leave. I go to the next location, I look a bit sad from it, and I'm like, well... Damn, that's crazy. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> easy come, easy go. Uh, just dips. <laughs> where is James McAvoy? Yeah. And it's like, she's, she's a bit sad, and that's it. And it's like... <laughs> My note here says, spies are always setting up photographic darkrooms. It's not that easy. No. It's actually hard to set up ventilation in there. It actually cost me a lot of money to set up a photographic darkroom. It's not even dark. She's got a fucking enlarger. She's got a 35mm enlarger. What are you cutting that around with you? But so, uh, the, the wall the is coming micro, down. For a reason. You're mm. not, it's, it's hard to. Anyway. The, the, the wall is coming down. Itself. It's like it's it's on the TV oh, as well. We, it's cr it's cribbing again from Hedvig. You know yeah. the Germans are a patient people. Um, Good things come like, to those you, who wait. Yeah. yeah, if you put like news, like it sort of like important news coverage voice over music, mm. uh, that makes it cool and it tells yeah, you. Yeah, we hadn't mentioned it, but like, every like ten minutes in this film, we get something from the Exposition News Network. Which is just like, ENN, the Berlin Wall's coming down. The ticking clock of this movie is the Berlin Wall will be coming down in the next three scenes. Yeah. It's like, great, right, okay. So, 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 so Percival is like, <laughs> two hmm. scenes away from coming down, folks. Hmm. Yeah, and Percival gets to like look down the camera and be like, do you know what a Ronin is? He Have you seen the movie Ronin? Yeah. It's so a stylistic choice, obviously, Ronin? to have him break the fourth mm -hmm. wall in such a manner. Um, and allow me to say, I think it doesn't work and is shit. Mm -hmm. I think it's yeah. fucked. And, uh, we're, we're sort of like revealed that he is talking to Lorraine, who is holding him at gunpoint. But yeah, the movie's, I, is the movie trying to say something about like the nature of spying and espionage? Which I think that was kind of implied by the rest of the film. You didn't need to have James McAvoy stop and look at the audience. Yeah, Whatever. yeah. I, 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 the thing is, <laughs> well, though, what it's trying to say is, to... damn, that's crazy. And it's like, no, you <laughs> made all true. of these guys be crazy. Yeah, you wrote not, the script. The, that's not really a theme the, in the pitch talk <laughs> themes. Damn, that's crazy. No. Right? Yo. The, 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 like. <laughs> The themes, the themes.txt are Who won? What was the fucking game anyway? And the thing is, right, in the big potential column, I'm writing down, I like Percival as a character. I, 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 I think he has sort of layers. I like that he is just, he goes out, he is of course shot by Lorraine, with the sort of thing of like, yeah, all of this was crazy. I fucking loved it though. You know, and th time. that's the thing that's that right. like, I, I have a weakness for when characters have self-knowledge like that. Uh, I, I enjoyed it in a sort of like a, a darker way in the end of the lives of others where he's like, it's for me. I enjoyed it in the, the end of fucking Breaking Bad. I like it when, when characters are just like, no, I, 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 I enjoyed this. Uh, I enjoyed being this. And I, I you know, it was, it was good. She steps uh, I, I on like his the sort of like to, to make yeah, him yeah, more. She, she like, field, field expedient torture. She, she gets the watch off of him. And, and and he's killed. And, well, before he's killed, he, she, like, explains her plan to him, which is like, yeah, I'm gonna fit you up as Satchel. And he's like, cool, okay. Uh, you got my ass with the Machiavelli, you know? Damn. Um, <laughs> I, anyway. I thought I was the Machiavelli, but it turns out it's actually you. The whole <laughs> time. All along, you were the Nicola Machiavelli of this movie. Yeah, you were the Nicholas Machiavelli. Yeah, you you were the Nicholas Maklovich mm. of the you were the Macklemore yeah. of this movie. She looks at the camera. She goes, "I'm Atomic Blonde," and everyone's like, "Whoa, <laughs> yeah, damn, I'm I'm Macklemore." <laughs> so, 
<laughs> at this point, the film is like trying to like several plot twists collide with each other as they're like trying to get through the door of the movie. So, so we've uh-huh. now finished the kind of briefing and we're into sort of present day time has caught up with itself. Mm-hmm. She's like, Toby Young, you were really great in Captain America, but I don't feel bad about killing James McAvoy, who was in Last King of Scotland. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I really some, love when here's you some do that. photos and a recording of James McAvoy appearing to look like Satchel. And yeah, it was recorded through my tits, and then I edited it to make him sound yes, guilty, but which was very easy. Here's a fucking problem, right? Mm. At this point, what the film should do is it, because like, she's edited this to make him look guilty, right? So what it should do is it should show mm. us some dialogue from James McAvoy that we've seen, and then show us it as she's edited it, so we <laughs> yes. know it's out of context. Yeah, what has happened good, here that'd is that there sick. is clearly a scene <laughs> that has taken place between Charlize Theron and James McAvoy, which has been yeah. cut. So the dialogue that we hear from James McAvoy is dialogue that we have never heard before, including him yes. like slagging off C, his boss. And we're like, would have been really yeah, good like, if we'd I heard that. I know what C stands for. <laughs> it would have been really good if we had heard that previously, but you, you fucking Damn, that cut been that sick, scene. Wouldn't it? That would have yeah. been cool and as so all instead, hell. it's just like, oh, she's done a thing that we haven't seen before. She just did it off screen. And I like, okay. I'd, yeah, mm-hmm. my, my favorite script writing tool. I fixed it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, so, cool. so Toby Jones it was like, actually easy. Toby Jones is like I can't mm. make sense of this film fuck <laughs> like, it I'm done. bored now it was fuck actually off. really I'm easy the film now. for me to fucking like make yeah. it look like James McAvoy was evil because he has not at any point said anything concrete it's just wishy-washy no. shit from the fucking get-go very easy to edit mm. because all of the dialogue in this movie is just like uh, it's like Importunous, if that's a word. Because he like, like knows like... he's talking to Satchel, and he he keeps just being like, "Oh, I know who Satchel is. He's someone very close to me." That kind of shit. And it's like it's just you yeah. and Satchel in the room. You can drop the pretense here. <laughs> no, kill him. No, 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 man. Shoot yeah. him with a gun. And, and, oh, and remember like, that for season the, one. The thing. Just shoot him with a gun. In, in in the potential column, right, is the war has come down, and James McAvoy, when he dies, is like, all of this has been futile anyway. I had no idea which side I was on for most of it, and it was all meaningless. Which is an interesting note to end the spy movie on. Unfortunately, much like Ronan, and much like one of my criticisms of Ronan, we can't let that lie, right? We have to go, actually, all along, it's spying still important, it's still justified, we still need to do it, because... We need Atomic th- Bond to Atomic Boogaloo. Yes. Also, yeah. we get London yeah. Calling by The Clash, because, of course... We uh, London. <laughs> yeah, three days later in Paris, Lorraine land. Has, has, like, put on a brown wig... She goes to meet oh, Bremovich, and she's like, I'm fucking Satchel! <laughs> Bremovich is like, what the, the fuck was all time? of that? What was that about, yeah, you and, yeah, Why did you stab my boy with the, some keys? Why did you I put- love <laughs> Bremovich in this scene, because he's mm. meeting Charlize Theron in this like hotel room and like, we're the villains, we've won. Bremovich has the most I'm about to get my dick sucked by Charlize Theron expression on his face mm-hmm, that it is mm-hmm. possible for a man to have. And I'm like, damn, this is a man whose like forehead uncle percentage is at 10,000%. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, approaching the density yes. of a neutron star in the hardness <laughs> of this man's penis. And she goes, ah, oh, I thought you were going to have I me killed. And again, in what would have been an interesting ending, he's like, oh yeah, about that. I have four guys waiting outside in like rubber gloves with a tarp, which they're going to spread out on the floor. And I'm like, oh, cool. This is an interesting date. Uh, Been there. Um, Been there, done that. uh, Yeah, one one of them's like, yeah, yeah, you know, like like, be professional, go stand on the plastic. I think that's really good. Like blood everywhere. It's really good. And like, again, been there. Nice line. Um, Nice little line. 
Yeah, it's, really good. it's fun, you know. Uh, but but of course she fucking she kills him. She, she doesn't in, get like a, in an interesting long Good Friday ending where it's like, yeah, all of this was was for nothing, and also you have now been killed. Like you kept saying you yeah. were going to. You, you want to know how um, I would fucking change this movie? Absolutely nothing but cut when that guy goes be a good girl and get on the top. Just cut that. Yeah, yeah, movie's yeah, yeah. Over. And then you can yeah. do a comic one too if you want. You can come back and have the fight scene. <laughs> You can, you know, just like cut, like, you know, we begin Whoa. the next film as soon yeah. as the old one Begin ended. it in That's media fine. res. Fine. It would be good. It would be mm-hmm. fine. But instead, it's just like, it just feels unnecessary. It feels I will, like I, yeah. shit. It feels shit, basically. The end of The Long Good Friday, a better movie is what I'm thinking about this whole time. But no, she she, she kills all these guys. She kills Bramovich. And Bramovich is doing the thing where he's like trying to get up and like he's too injured and he keeps falling down again. He's like bleeding out of his neck. And she's like, I'm going to explain the plot of the movie to you. Uh, you, <laughs> think is, I, uh, you think this shit <laughs> pissed me off. You think I'm satchel? I was actually like reverse double ultra satchel because I was feeding you false information, which led to the fall of the Berlin Wall. I was winning the Cold War because all of this was like useful after all. Oh, is that? Uh, what and she it's was all saying? been. I didn't understand a fucking word she said. Yeah, yeah. It's she, she was, shit, she was like feeding them false information, getting information in return, and as a result, the Soviet Union has collapsed, or uh, you know, East Germany's collapsed, and the Soviet Union's about to follow. Heavily implied because of her. Um, I mean, at damn. this point, and she cool. has taken the brown wig off and is speaking with an American accent. So I'm just like, I think I have COVID. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so, so she she like goes uh, take takes off the wig. Merkel is there to go clean up after her, Why and we see that like. That? Because, and this is a thing that I like, this is in the big potential column, she, he's CIA. The watchmaker guy, CIA. Uh, d- 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 John Goodman is there to pick her up because she's been working for the CIA the whole time. And I like that geopolitically, Britain is a joke in this, and like a sort of an opportunity to exploit, because like, there's, you know, there's real countries working. There's America, which has like everything like set up around this, and the Soviet Union, and then Britain's this like shit country for pricks that is their sort of like way in. I like Um, asking her about her genitals all the time. Having (laughs) now just had the movie explained to me in real time, um, I now like this. I think it's a good idea. I wish it had been done. It's like the thing in it's a bit like the thing in Breach, where you see that the you know the FBI were constructing Robert Hansen's office around them. I like that sort of like exercise of secret power of being like, yeah, the whole thing's been us the whole time. I like that. It is American self mythology, and this, the self mythology of this is like it's very funny to go um, Britain dead empire, shit country for pricks, nothing works, and now all of its servants are sort of like out for themselves because there's no like cohering anything there. Um, this will never happen to us, the United States of America. We're going to be a real country forever. Looks at watch. Oh, no. uh-huh. Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah uh, absolutely. Uh, it's it's sort of like, it's time to take <laughs> this list. with the Abe Simpson which... thing and like, and it'll happen to you! <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. Like, he, he sort of like takes the watch with the listener. It's like, this is going to win the Cold War. We're going to fly back to Langley. Uh, why did you call me a cocksucker? And I got a very clean drop of John Goodman saying, Cocksucker? Uh, and she says, I'm glad it was convincing. Cut to black, and I hear the 9-11 sound effect that ends the movie Charlie Wilson's War. Um, the, like... <laughs> I just, the, it's, it's just so good, man. Atomic Blonde. Oh, Atomic Blonde. Atomic I, Blonde. I, movie? It had potential. It had movie potential. A movie that a lot of people worked very hard on. It's a bit of good. A film that is less Curate's than the sum egg. of its parts. A curate's egg. I love it know, when a movie ends by going... 
none of that mattered. And I go, well, it was an hour and a half of my life. Um, and a year of yours. Like, what are you... More. Well, it wasn't even the n- nobody yeah, mattered because they they don't they don't have the courage to commit to nothing. No, they matters. don't. But like, actually, it, you know, it did matter. It brought down the Soviet it was, Union. At, and it's like, yeah, at the it end of it, it was like would have been America. If it this is this is how we won the Cold War. This is you know this is what it is, and it's like uh, okay, why? This though? is why the fucking the US Army that, like, set up at Templehof. <laughs> yeah, this this is why like same way that Ronan bottles it at the end by being like, ah, oh, he's actually still working for the CIA is because the idea of like, oh, none of this mattered and we just did all of this shit for no reason is true. And the fact that there continued to be new things, the fact that you know some of the things that we did in furtherance of the Cold War caused those things, that's too hard. We can't do that one. So instead, we have to be like, no, it is one unbroken line from Cold War to next thing, and the spying has always been justified. It's a it's a fine piece of intelligence services mythologizing. Um, the Bond movies do it too. Pretty much every spy movie does it, uh, unless you're looking at like, you know, really, really depressing ones. Um, and it's it's just I don't know, it make it it's infuriating because it's a historical and it, it's like a way to retroactively whitewash and justify all the shit we did in the Cold War. Um, to be like, oh, that was that was fun. Now it's over. It had no impact on anything that was going to happen. Um, anti-Soviet warrior puts his army on the road to peace. Yeah, and then history ended. So good, good news, everyone. Yes, uh, that was yeah. nice. Yeah, I mean, oh. I guess it's a sort of central like myth of society, isn't it? Which is that that law enforcement and intelligence services act for a reason, like, even if that reason is obscured or behind, like, multiple layers of shit, but there's always, like, you know, some kind of justifying plan. It's never just people just doing, like, violence fucking randomly, and it's like, I don't know, how many times do we have to keep telling ourselves that myth? How many times do we have to, you know, see police engaging in some, like, random act of fucking violence against somebody who was walking home before we just go, you know what, maybe that's not true. Maybe we should abolish them, Matt. Maybe we should abolish fucking making shit movies. Maybe. Maybe we should fucking do that. Maybe we should make it yeah. so that you have to run the movie by ours before you can release it. I think this is the first time that I've liked a movie less after we've spoken about it. Because watching <laughs> it, I was just like, oh, okay, it's kind of all right. Okay, it's all right. Some places yeah. disappointing in others. And now I'm just like, ah, oh, I'm, aff- I'm offended by this. I mean, it's Maybe not it's that it's like bad. Like, <laughs> the thing is, is that you have bad movies that are like fine to watch. You can watch a bad movie. But the, the real sad thing is watching a movie that could have been good yeah. and only highlights how bad it's become by like, the potential that it had, yeah. And sadly, that is Atomic Fucking Blonde. There's a certain, yeah, we did a TV show which Atomic also Blonde. fits into that niche, but I can't mention because yeah, um, yeah. I, I mean, I'd like I'd, <laughs> this is this is this is why I like a spy movie that like uh, really will embrace either nihilism or surrealism. Uh, I want to watch uh, a Most Wanted Man at some point. I want to watch Burn After Reading at some point. There are a few things like this that are, that are that are worth talking about. But this is in the sort of like the broader canon of spy movies where we're like, no, it made sense. It made sense. We made it make sense for you. Please continue to like us and think we're cool. Uh, we, we've got we've got uh, 80s Spotify music, and we're working on a sequel. So, yeah, I mean, I do think uh, one thing I will say is I like, thought <laughs> great performance from Charlize Theron. Like, I don't, I don't she think, did great, I don't think yeah. any of the acting in this is. I don't think the fault lies with any of the actors particularly. No, you know, great everyone casting put in, maybe. Yeah, but... yeah, yeah, everybody put in good solid work, and it's sadly less than the sum of its parts. But we have a science-based we, we, weak script. Mm-hmm. Science based system called the scum system. I, I would like to. Yeah, well, then, then, uh, then we yeah. can absolutely choose to. We should. This is so, a mainline so the, episode. We should scum it. 
the scum system for smarm, cultural insensitivity, unprovoked violence, and misogyny. How smarmy is this movie, and why is the answer very? It's so fucking pleased with itself. I, I decided mm. this shit was going to get a 10 on smarm when they were doing the fucking, like, like car chase, and one, and the song is just like, you've got to run away, or some shit like this. And <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's Iran, it, yeah. It's, it's, it's mm. Iran, and it's like, fuck off, alright. Is this the smarmiest yeah. movie Ten. we've ever seen? It's, it it's definitely well the be. most pleased with itself, yeah. but... Yeah, I could give it a ten. It might be ten out of seven. Yeah, it's sort of like it, it. It's in the ways that a Guy Ritchie movie is smarmy and pleased with itself. It's those, but without sort of like earning it even a fraction as much. Because like I get, I get sick of that shit when Guy Ritchie does it. When someone imitating Guy Ritchie does it, it's just like it's it's all style, no substance, and so fucking smug about it. Ten out of seven. Mm. Um, Cultural insensitivity. Um, I mean, the Germans are culture. Yeah, German culture. No, German culture. Sure. Yeah, Perversion. Germans are sort of German civilization. The French are sexy. Britain is correctly identified as a shit country for pricks and a joke, which I do appreciate. It gets a point off for that for me. Yeah, it's quite fun that every nation in this is is like has its stereotypes that they keep mentioning the Queen and stuff. But American neutral, neutral, normal. Everyone else weird. Totally normal. Yes. Um, uh, yeah. It's, oh it's my god! It really much? is just Ronin for girls, like a CIA agent undercover, like making besties with a, a French spy. And it's like, okay, it's pretty. Um, it's pretty white. It's it's, it's yeah. It's completely it's white. Very white. Um, I I I would go like a I don't know three four, four? yeah. Okay. For mm-hmm. middle of the road, right. yeah, um, okay, sure. d- disappointing, but like whatever. Yeah. Uh, unprovoked violence, uh, nine, ten. Um, yeah, she does. T- yeah, we're constantly being well, asked to. Most of the violence is against people who like are like, "Why are you fighting me, dude?" Yeah, that's the <laughs> plot like, of the what, film. Actually, we work and, together. Yeah. yeah, and we are supposed <laughs> to enjoy it too. So that's yeah, it's got to be like seven out of seven. Like, <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Right, it's the most like no, unprovokedest no violence film we've ever seen. Misogyny. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Ooh, high, high, very high. Very high. Um, I I would say it's uh, nakedly exploitative uh, and exploitative in a way that is like so pleased with itself. You can tell the bits that it does to like sort of fend off to try and beat the allegations, right? Like they the, to do the scene of like Delphine getting murdered, but to have her like fight back a bit enough to like injure James McAvoy, right? Is is like that's such a uh, we didn't make her helpless, you know, so you're not allowed to get mad at us. I'm not touching you. Um, I hate it. I really, I really don't like yeah. it. 2017 as well. Like, uh, really we should have a higher should bar. should have known better. Like, and little things like the fact that, like, you've got, you've got three women in the film, two of whom are named and have arcs, which is better than some films we've seen, but, like, mm. it's, we're always seeing them in their underwear and we're mm. always introduced to them with these, like, very objectifying shots and... I keep... Even the pathologist is fucking like ten out of ten, in despite being like an extra. Like yeah, uh, I keep returning they're, they're... to this idea that you're only allowed to be in movies as a, as a woman if you're a certain kind of very sexy. Whereas look at the look at the mm. body shape diversity on show in the male cast. You know, you've got guys who are old, you've got guys mm. who are bald, you've got guys who are big, guys who are little. You've got like if twinks, they had made the KGB the big KGB guy who kills you and reuses his shitty lines a woman, I would have come in my fucking pants. I swear to God, but they didn't, you know. And that's that's their Whereas, loss. Like, the two named female characters with arcs are both like you're, you're ten out of ten smoke shows. It's like okay, mm-hmm. yeah, they're giving a huge uh, sort of like heavy set, not even like 
pretty or like handsome or whatever Russian woman uh, who would kill me. That's pretty you good. Just want to absolute like bricked up KGP agent. Yes. Yeah. yeah you know yeah, what? It would have sure. been better. It would have been better. It would have been so much better. I mean, it would have been also a bit homophobic, but like yeah. still. Yeah, we'll complain I, about I that when it comes fine. up, but I, I think it would be. Yeah, you can't win with us, and nor should you, yeah. uh, because this is, you know, this is an anti-movie podcast. I think that's um, why you have to run every movie past us before you release it. The one right. thing I can say in this film's defense is that it does not show a corrective rape that is shown to work no. on screen. Which is the that's most true. The, the worst thing I think we've ever seen. The faintest praise oh, yeah. is so that like there's, there's there's no rape in it. Uh, uh, I think we like, gave that. A, I think we gave Goldfinger a nine for misogyny. I would I would comfortably give this like a six, right? I think I would I would like knock off a point for like earnestly trying to do. Uh, what if James Bond noted sociopath piece of shit was a woman? is an interesting thing to explore, and they did make an attempt. Yes! Okay, that's a fair point. Uh, I still want to give it, like, a seven. That's fine. Yeah, okay, but, all right. yeah. All right yeah. fine. Um, yeah, because I just... I, yes, that is an interesting point, but I think it is outweighed by... That's a point that we consider, like, in the realm of forms, whereas, like, I'm considering mm. what is shown on screen, which is... Mm. Sure. Do women. And, of, of course, naturally, uh, the Kronstein goes to Shelley's Floron. Yes, yes trying, to trying to kill the driver of driving. a vehicle he was in. <laughs> trying always, to kill Satchel. Um, always so uh -huh. good. <laughs> no good night because uh -huh. we can't tell who the fuck's anyone's side is on. Uh, no. This was a boring, confusing, irritating movie to rewatch. And it gives us uh, a total score of. This is going to be high as fuck. It's going to be high as fuck. It's going to be high as fuck. It gives us a total score of 28, which fuck means me. it is tied with oh. Live and Let Die. For the worst wow. film we have My ever seen on the podcast. God. My God. And I remember this fondly. As Live and Let Die. Do you know how many people have been like, oh, guys, you should watch Atomic Blonde. It's so good. And we're just here like, this is yeah, the worst me. movie we've ever seen. Alice, you saved <laughs> yeah. it by, by suggesting six for misogyny. I was ready to give it a nine. And that would have, uh. that would have made it a 30. But no, it, it is 28. It is tied. Yeah. With, yeah. with a film that was made in like... Fucking 1805 or whenever the fuck Live and Let Die was made. <laughs> Napoleon is master of Europe. <laughs> Oceans are now battlefields. Only one man stands before him. James Bond. Um, this was this now was that dismal to rewatch. Uh, yeah, and it made me sad. Yeah, but I mean, looking forward to auditioning what, what for the sequel. Yeah, yeah, very much. Maybe, maybe the um, sequel will be better. Let a, it, it. Let a woman direct it. Will be. Let a woman be in it. Yeah, yeah. Right now, right now, they are it. googling Spotify '90s playlist, <laughs> uh, and you know, once no. they have enough bangers, there's going to be a movie. But in the meantime, thank you for listening. We will return with the recordings of the Austin Powers live shows. That's fucking uh, right. In the meantime, we have a Patreon. It's five dollars a month. Uh, for which maybe five pounds a month. I can never remember. It's five pounds. Yeah, we did it in pounds. Five pounds a month. Uh, we have a Patreon. It's five pounds. Codename Patreon. For which, yeah, codename Patreon. For which you can receive codename bonus episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which this is. <laughs> the next one is going to be uh, from Russia with love with no notes. Thank you for listening to yet another episode of Kill James Bond. We are banking these episodes before we go to London to record the Austin Powers live shows, which means this 
jazz outro will be on both the Atomic Blonde episode and next week's bonus, which is the From Russia With Love With No Notes. Or, if you're listening to that episode, on last week's episode, Atomic Blonde, and this week's bonus, which is uh, From Russia With Love With No Notes. So in order to keep that from being annoying to hear twice, I'm going to just crack straight on into it. Thank you for being a patron, or if you aren't, consider being a patron. <laughs> and special thanks, of course, to our £15 and above patrons, and those are Candy Fox, Freya Aloysius, Gustavo Lira, Jack Holmes, Mike Berg, Hannah Oberhart, Nick Boris, Johnny Del Camino, George Rohack, Kentucky Fried Commie, Devon Secret Nemesis, Yarrick, Drone Lover, Nata Mori, Cohen Enright, Labour Delenda Est, Peter McDonald, Commissar Ozymandias, Beef Crime, Library Hitman, Callum Burney, Jack Drummond, Jonathan Gerdes, Max Gamenhart, Hell, J. Martindale, Lysamesh, Kit Divine, Big Titty Goth Girl, Tarp O, Harrison Fuller, Mothman, Trip, Isopod Gal, Oh No It's Andrew, Clara Roasting Marshmallows, Alex, Katie Brobst, Violet Cybra, Liz and Ash in Florida, a trans robot, Corvid Cultist, Annie Ruby, Walscott, Ronan, Connor's Cool Big Sister, Safira Lucifera, Sengshen, Carbon Silverpore, John 2089, Elizabeth Cox, Zoe Shepard, Cumi in the A. <laughs> you're gonna have to deal with that being in three outros. Quinn Valeri, Loz Pycock, Josie, Roll History Pod, Alfredo, Turfs Eat Shit and Die Alone, Al Irwin, Artemis Potter and Elizabeth Ball, Wolfie, Millie, Josh Simmons, Robert Greensmith, and Lauren Baston. Thank you for supporting um, us. In general, you make it possible for us to do things, and you make it possible to take big swings on things like booking three nights of a live show, um, which, if you're listening to this as an episode, will have already happened or might be just about to have happened. <laughs> this is. <laughs> it's time shit weird to me. Gil James Bond is Alice Abigail and Devon. Our producer is Nate Bethay. Our podcast art is by Matty Lubchansky. Our website is by Tom Allen. See ya. Mwah.